Agnew was benched a week ago. And the win over the Chargers, but back in there today, a dangerous return man is Agnew, and he's across midfield, and he might take this one all the way. He will take it all the way. Here's again. And he appears to have picked up a first down. Is that ball loose? That's a fumble. That's definitely a fumble. Boy, what a great job of coming in and punching at the football. Two minutes to go. The Eagles with all three timeouts. A catch, and was it a fumble? By Aguilar, picked up and racing the other way. A couple of touches and a loss to Atlanta. And now Wentz to the corner of the end zone, and Goddard dropped it. And he's assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. We was catching them, unlike Aguilar and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? This is the Philly Experience Podcast alongside Chris Dacker. Tanner Martin and Tyre Hood. I'm your host, Max James. It's great to be back in studio with you today. Following a disappointing Eagles weekend, they dropped a one and two. What? Uh, lose at home to the Detroit Lions. And now we got to turn it around on a short week. Head to Green Bay for Thursday night football. Tanner's going to be there. So that's cool yes, for him. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I'll be there at Lambeau. Let's hopefully um, it's not a disappointment. Hopefully it's not. I have a not. feeling it will be. Hopefully it's not the Arctic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's, let's, dive into it. let's dive into it real quick. Chris, your reaction first. What did you see from the team? That, that I mean, listen, we all know that it wasn't a good performance, but what did you see that really stood out? Man, I, I just feel like it's the basics that are biting us. Just the simple tackling. Like, early on in the game when Malcolm Jenkins should have had an easy sack on Matt Stafford, just, that's just one example. And just, the, like, the Dallas Goddard drop pass, that drove me nuts. And very, Man, yeah. that's ludicrous. Detroit gets the ball first, at first, kickoff, uh, they take it down for a touchdown. <sighs> now, granted, that was excellent blocking on Detroit's part. But get off the box! Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, T, do you want to take over from here? No, I'm not taking over. Still trying to calm down. Okay. Go ahead, keep going. Keep going. Um, man, I, I, I just feel like it's the simple stuff, the prerequisites of being a football player, let alone an NFL football player, that they're just it's not. It's an outrage. I don't know. Like, is anyone else here with me? The, the obvious factor that really <laughs> killed us in this game is drops. <sighs> And T, since you want to be Mr. Coach, what do you do after after your team drops seven relatively easy passes? Yell. What, what do you do the next day at practice? Yell to them. What the f*** is that? But no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, dude, first off, let me bring this up. Last Wednesday, it was reported that because they were because the Eagles were going to be um, playing in two games within 10 days with the Lions and the Packers, that... Doug Peterson, who usually has a full practice on Wednesday, he canceled practice and just made it a regular walkthrough. Well, doggone it, we going full to, to heck with walkthroughs this week. To heck with all that. Full practices, all right? All the receivers, including the injured ones, all y'all hitting the judge machine. Y'all need to learn how to catch. That was absolutely ridiculous, all right? You got to be kidding me. Those, these, these dudes couldn't even catch a cold. Running around butt naked, wet. <laughs> How in the world do you drop that many doggone passes? Seriously. It's an outrage. That's all I'm saying. One player I noticed that was actually holding on to that ball pretty tight was Darren Sproles. 
I mean, Carson he overthrew should, him, yeah. and he came down with it. They called it offensive pass interference, but he was taking hit after hit and holding on to that ball. I'm going to need everybody on that team to— Pull your head out of your eyes! Thank you, Doug. This is— like, I'm going to need everybody to get themselves together. All right, all right, let's 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 just go through it. Like, let, let's just go through it position by position. All right. I, I kid you not. I, I kid you not because I've had, I've had conversations with people since the game that keep blaming this on Carson Wentz. And they keep saying that Carson Wentz needs to throw a better ball. Carson Wentz needs to do this, that, the third, and the other. With dog on it, do you want Carson Wentz to tackle? And do you want him to catch the ball as well? I'm just saying. The man was under pressure for most of the game. And the fact that he was still able to deliver some of those throws accurately and hit receivers in their hands, and the fact that they couldn't catch it, come on. What more else do you want him to do? I think this this whole loss has to be on the team as a whole. Um, Wentz obviously didn't have his best game of the season, and through three games it really hasn't been all that great from you know a personnel standpoint. And each position really has struggled at some point, whether it be injuries, whether it be you know, just poor play, especially the defensive players. Piece of Swiss cheese. Even that week one win against Washington, we still gave up 27 to them. And, you know, D-Jax is out. I get that. Alshon's out. But, again, that's no excuse because, you know, guys like Goddard need to step up. We, we drafted him in the second round with a high pick, and he only played nine snaps. I mean, I, I guess he was injured too. But Aguilar, I get it. Everybody wants to harp on the drops. But <coughs> – uh, he's not meant to be this this eight to ten target a game guy. He's we was catching him. He's like Aguilar. He's supposed to be a slot his guy. Mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> oh, T. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Dude, it's early in the morning. All right, and I'm watching the news. Dude is a ba- basically a hero catching babies out of a burning building and bringing us the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you kidding me right about now? Who thinks about That's that in this Philly. situation? That's that, Philly. Yeah. Max took the words right out of my mouth. What, do you expect anything less? Yeah, no. I yeah, I, I do want to give Lions credit, though. They're a better team than I thought. I mean, Stafford, not, we all know what Stafford is. I'm and, not doubting that, but Stafford was throwing up ducks. Ducks that should have been picked off. Ducks that really, really, the Lions were giving us that game, to be honest with you. They were giving us that game just as much as we were giving them that game. Everybody has the offensive line hasn't played well. Our defensive line can't get to the quarterback. We're going to get to that we later. Can, we, we can all dive into that. Yeah, like you said later on. But from like I said earlier, from every position, we, we're struggling right now. And the Lions, they got talented players. And from up and down, their offensive line isn't bad. They got on Johnson in the backfield, and <laughs> in tandem with him, they got the Bruiser and C.J. Anderson. So you know they kind of go hand in hand. And then you have Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones on the outside with. TJ Hawkinson, the tight end. They got guys all over. And the defense, too. Their defense is not bad. And I'm not I'm not doubting that. I'm not doubting that at all. They are a very competitive team. But that's what I said last week. I said that you need to punch them in the mouth. Now we're going to move on to the running back position. This is, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I kid you not, if I go through another game where Miles Sanders has more carries than Jordan Howard, I'm going to flip a lid. Seriously, I'm going to flip a lid. Why do you continue putting that rookie in that position? Miles Sanders is a more talented running back. Are that's, you sure about that? I'm sure about that. That's why he's getting more touches than that ain't what the Wait, That what? ain't what the film is telling me, man. What? Wait, hold on. Yeah. You... This is some bullshit. Are you, are you joking? I'm being serious. Okay, look. I don't doubt that Miles Sanders is a very talented young football player. But that drive where Jordan Howard got, I don't even know how many carries. I just know he went down, scored a touchdown. After that, I didn't see Jordan Howard anymore. Does Doug Peterson not have it's funny to me too. faith in this guy? In or? that game plan, you're right. Jordan Howard, I mean, Sunday. 
Chris, what did you do? I didn't do nothing. You put you're putting this on me? Yeah, I'm putting this on you. I didn't do it. <sighs> just I'm up not tell all the listeners out there. We're we apologize, but we're having some technical difficulties and yeah, part of the show is missing. Yeah, that's kinda why it's only uh half hour or so. Yeah, blame it on Chris. I am not taking the blame for this. Uh, yeah, you will. T, when, when am I getting my paycheck? What what the hell? <laughs> what paycheck? Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back and continue this. Alrighty. See you, everyone. Which team do you think needs him the most? Well, hell, everybody's saying the Eagles do. Um, right. But, but again, I don't want to give up all of our draft stock and all of our draft capital just, just to have one star player because I think the problem with this team is not one player. I don't think we're one player away from being in the Super Bowl. I think we're multiple players away. And that starts on both sides of the ball. I think we need some O-line help. All right, right. we drafted Dillard in the first round. I get it, but we need more. Let's let's think about this for a minute, and let's look at the draft history, you know, for a little bit. Um, First round is um, Andre Dillard hasn't hit the field yet. So our J.J. Arcega-Whiteside... He isn't doing too much of anything. Miles Sanders is pretty much in the doghouse. <laughs> and our fourth-round pick is currently on the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. Yeah. Mm. Well, when- Let, let's, go, let's, let's go a year prior to that. Um, defensive end, Derek Barnett, ain't doing too much of anything. Um, can't really think of anybody else from that draft class who's really doing anything or contributing. I think you skipped the draft, but. I did. Am I, am I? Am I? No. Um, Dallas Goddard was drafted in the second yeah. round. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head that. Um, well, two years ago, we didn't have a first round pick because we traded that away and we ended up taking Goddard in the second round. Right. And the draft before that, we took Derek Barnett. And Derek Barnett has really not panned out. Nope. I think he's injured. I really think he's injured because he's not himself. He was too dominant at Tennessee not to play well in the NFL. I mean, I we saw flashes of the super, in the Super Bowl season. I agree with that. Statement. But that was because he was able to rotate and mm-hmm. he didn't have to play a billion snaps a game. Ertz, the same thing. I feel like, one, he's getting double teamed a lot. Oh, yeah. And two, he he's playing every snap because Goddard's banged up. I mean, Goddard literally played nine snaps against the Lions. And Ertz has to deal with double coverage and playing so much. Yeah. It's wearing him out, and it's only week what? We're going into week four? I agree with that, but then that means that the receivers we don't have need to step up. We lost Deshaun, and we lost Alshon Jeffrey. All right, so I can't sit here and say the receiving core is the reason why or part of the reason why we're not playing well or why we're losing. I get the injuries, obviously, are the big reason why we aren't playing well from an offensive standpoint, but we still have guys like Aguilar. Our Sega Whiteside was supposed to be good. We drafted him high, mm. and he hasn't shown anything really. And no, he's, he he's not fast. He's got to use his body. You know the size that he has at six four. He he was supposed to be a good red zone, uh, red zone threat. I'm gonna bring up something that you that you brought up. You you in the preseason you wanted to trade Alshon Jeffrey yeah, and I start Earthiger White. Yeah. How do you feel about that now? Well, I mean, at least one's on the field, so there's that. Yeah, See, what is he doing on the field? You were talking <laughs> about how Carson was struggling against the Lions, and that has something to do with Arthega and how he was messing up the routes and turning the wrong way on the ball. And just these kind of things were throwing Carson off, having to deal with a rookie wide receiver when he had guys like Deshaun Jackson right. and Alshon Jeffrey to throw to. So Carson is having a hard time back there, and I agree with you, T. It's not, it's not his fault, really. And And also, Max, he hasn't been playing like he did in 2017. And when he came back... It doesn't look like himself. Last season against the Colts, he played well that game. Mm-hmm. 
but he he hasn't still been himself. He still he does slip tackles, and that's the that's the, that's the part that we know. see in Carson Wentz. But just throwing the ball, overthrowing the ball, just making weird decisions. I would t- I would let him run a little bit more to be honest with you. And he, and legs. when he runs, man, he he really he has no fear when he's running. Yep. No. I mean, we all remember those crazy plays he had in the Super Bowl season before he got injured making I mean, plays he's with making his the legs. same dive that he got he was out for the rest of the season with the ACL injury. He's making that same dive towards the goal line and he's he learned to go lower. Yeah. On the dive, mm-hmm. keep so it on those read the options. I mean, hell, we don't really have any running backs that can do anything. So keep it on the read options. I look at Dak right now; he's using his legs really well. I, I like the way he's playing, and I I think that if Carson can, you know, kind of use his legs on the read option, and maybe when he's going out to scramble, well, instead of making a try to force a throw in there, maybe try to make a play, get some few yards. With let's his look feet. at this from a schematic uh, point of view in terms of the Cowboys and how they run the or how they run the football. They use their linemen as power power blockers. All right, they don't do. We don't, don't have power blockers. We do. We have athletic guys. Kelsey's Brandon athletic. Brooks is a power blocker. Well, yeah. Lane Johnson is a power blocker. I just see Omalu if you get him moving as a power blocker. Jason Peters can be a power blocker. The only one that's not a power blocker is Jason Kelsey. But and we, you what, who's can starting use at left guard? Wisniewski ain't no power blocker. Not Wisniewski. See Malu. No, Wisniewski was Wisniewski did it good enough. Okay. He did it good enough that you could get away with it. But my point is this. Sometimes you just need to go back to old school, power football, put a hat on a hat, get your linemen moving. They don't they don't particularly like going backwards on pass plays all the time. They like going forward. They like putting asses on ground. Well, listen, I agree with you from this from the the point you made with the lines. All right. It's amazing when you watch a football game. And and you're like, man, that quarterback has all day in the pocket. Joe Flacco's a perfect example. That Joe yep. Flacco's I've seen times where he's got time in the pocket. I mean, he's not the best. We all know that, but he still has time back there to throw the football. And it just it makes life so much easier when you can get to the quarterback yes. and when you can just give your quarterback time. That's why the if you win in the trenches, you gotta get guys and it can't be one. It can't be you can't have one Whoa. good lineman. You have to have a core Yes, all of them as a unit together. Yeah, not working. Yeah, not posing naked for a Sports Illustrated. Cover. No, no, oh, you need them all to Thank be. Thank you, Jason Peters, for not doing that. <laughs> and the, and the, I know we're old now, but when these drafts come up, like we got Dillard at left tackle, we'll see. Well, you know, he's a work in progress. Every lineman, especially the tackles, usually are right because you know their skill positions from other as an offensive lineman. I mean, the guards, you know, they block right, but you need to have that footwork as a tackle. Yes, and. Um, we we really need Diller to to become a star left tackle, especially yep. drafting him in the first round. Go ahead, Chris. Speaking of uh, drafts, because I know you were trying to go through the past drafts, mm-hmm. uh, I pulled it up. So uh, in uh, Goddard's draft, we drafted Avante Maddox in the fourth round, mm-hmm. Josh Sweat, Matt Pryor, and Jordan Mulata. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that, it was uh, Sidney Jones. It was Derek Barnett, Sidney Jones, Russell Douglas, Matt Collins, Donald Pumphrey. Shelton Gibson, Nathan Gary. I mean, uh, most of those guys are backups now. Yeah, and Sidney still hasn't proven that he was that first round talent that everybody said that he was. I don't my, think he, so, at this point he may not ever develop into what we thought he could be. So my point is this: in terms of giving up draft picks for Jalen Ramsey, um, I'm sorry, but 
Yeah, your draft history isn't that good. What What would you even give up? Because as of right now, like even though we're struggling here, what What's Jacksonville going to take? I know at minimum they want two first rounders, you, or at which, least a first. What, what would you give up for Jalen Ramsey? Man, that, I give him a first rounder, and I may even give him next year's third. Oh no, no! And then I'm throwing in the Listen, player. We're, we are we're not Jalen Ramsey away from winning a Super Bowl. Okay, no, but you need corners. You do you need two corners. corners. But one guy can't fix everything. You are absolutely correct. One guy can't fix anything. But let's start fixing the issues that you can fix. This is still a good quality team. Uh, Don't sit there. <laughs> Listen, minus injuries, offensively, this is a good team. Defensively, we have a problem. Offensively, yeah. Defensively, we have a problem. Yeah. Offensively, when everyone is healthy, I believe that it's a it's a good offense. It's an above average offense, right? And Wentz, when he has his weapons available, plays like we all expect him to. And Really, we mentioned this in the preseason. We have every position kind of does one thing really well: the deep threat, uh, the size of Alshon, the uh, the slot, the slot man in Nelson Aguilar, which they, you can find anywhere. But go ahead. Yeah, I get, no, I know what you're saying. He hasn't he hasn't been uh, hasn't been playing his best football the last couple of weeks. No, but, he hasn't. Um, when those guys are all clicking on all cylinders and the offensive line is healthy, then we are good offense defensively. Losing Malik Jackson hurt really, it you know, did. I didn't yeah. expect it to because I, we talked about the rotations and the Timmy Jernigans of the world and guys like that. But, man, that's that hurt us um, in the last two weeks. And we all know that this, the corners, uh, the safety, even McLeod, I haven't even heard of his name much all this season. Yeah. And Jenkins has played well, but. McLeod has you know. not had a good season so no, far. No, he hasn't. So, He's been so missing tackles. Chalk up another name. He's been getting hurled. Hurdle, yeah, over. just yeah, just Sunday he did, and I I can't stand when Rodney McLeod tackles. I, I love him as a person, <laughs> but I can't stand the way he tackles because he goes in there like a heat seeking missile, <laughs> and instead of keeping your head up, shoulders square, he goes in head first, putting his head down, throwing his body at the player. It's not going to work. No, that's not just, how you he'll tackle. Just bounce off. Exactly, that's not how you tackle. I agree. Square up, wrap, bring to the ground. Or at least hold him until you get some help. Uh-huh. I, I know this is just me dwelling in the past, but even though corner is uh, more of a need for us, do you kind of wish the Eagles would have maybe tried to pull the trigger on a Davian Clowney? Yep. Yes. I regret that every day. Because this defense that Jim Schwartz has, it's no mystery that if our front four are dominant, it it's, makes it, up. It, it, it's what makes the machine go. Yes, it, it makes up for a lot of problems. Yeah. Would you give up or not give up? But would you give Deshaun Hall a shot? Yes. Yeah. Why not? He led the preseason. I understand his preseason, but he led the preseason in sacks. At this point, what do you got to lose? They activated him on Sunday, but they didn't play him. No, he didn't. Give him a shot. Nobody else is really getting pressure at this point. Somebody needs to hit the dog on quarterback. We have oh, to be able to get to the quarterback. We I'm haven't gonna, been able to. And I'm going to bring up another six stat that's, that's probably going to catch a lot of people by surprise. Carson Wentz had two tackles on Sunday. Guess how many tackles Fletcher Cox had? Wait, wait. Say that. Run that back. What? What? Carson Wentz, yeah. our franchise quarterback, had two tackles on Sunday. Fletcher Cox, our star defensive tackle, had none. No tackles, no quarterback hits, no pressures. They're double-teaming him. He's getting his behind whooped on that line because there is no pressure. Man, 
Because when Patrick Cox gets double teamed, there's one on one at each at the defensive end position and the other defensive tackle position. Nobody's getting home at this point. Somebody, doggone it, somebody, please get to the doggone quarterback. I'm with you too. I'm with you. I can't. I can't agree more. You know, it's frustrating when <laughs> Stafford of Stafford of all guys has all day to throw in the pocket. Right. I am pissed off. Oh, man, please! And they gave us many opportunities to come back. They did in that loss. Did they? The block punch, <laughs> the block of field goal. Uh, it's a shame. Matt Jenkins. Stafford it's, couldn't. It's a shame we we're not talking about capitalize that. Capitalize on. Hmm? It's a, I'm so sorry, Tanner. I very rudely interrupted you. Yeah. Go ahead. You have something important to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a shame that we're not even talking it's about stupid. that block block field goal. No, because, what? Because well, we lost, it, it took it us all the way. It took us all the way into the field goal range, the and then it was brought back line. to the fifty. That was a cheap. Uh, that was a cheap call by. And the then ooh, ooh. the pest Darren Sproles oh, was taken. Hey, back. I need a couple minutes. We, so I need things. a couple minutes. We didn't talk about. The I'm Miles calling him out, Sanders. I'm calling all NFL referees out. All right. <laughs> Tanner took his headphones off because he knew I'm gonna go off. Dude, these NFL referees this year are bleeping horrible. <laughs> Okay, horrible. Are they? All right, Miles Sanders, who got his helmet ripped literally off his face behind his head. The dude walked out of the play with his helmet in his hand. Are you kidding me? Why is that not a 15-yard face mask off? He almost got his neck broken. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, yeah, I'm going to bring just... up something else. This is the same referee, mind you, same referee that... Called that Rams Saints the Rams Saints um, NFC Conference Championship game who missed that defensive uh, pass interference call. Just as a little known fact. Yeah. You mean the guy that wears a blindfold? <laughs> yep. These referees are horrible this year. Even Tom Brady tweeted about it in the Thursday night game. He did. That was right. When Tom Brady calls you out, you know you got some problems, and they protect Tom Brady like crazy. <laughs> you got some serious issues. Listen, you I'm, know it's a problem if Tom Brady's bringing it up. All I'm saying is that the same way you hold players, coaches accountable, these referees need to be held accountable too at this point. Stop stop going on Twitter and saying, oh, my bad, we missed that call. We'll try to do it better. Stop it with that because now this is becoming a weekly thing. All right? Your job should be on the line. Doggone it, if you miss a real important call like that or a call that could get a player hurt, Doggone it, you need to have either a piece of your check taken out or your entire check needs to be skipped for the week. Something. Something to hold you accountable and to make you pay attention to your job. That's frustrating. We're all frustrated that we're one and two. And we can I'm gonna chalk that up to another you know, another aspect of football where you can play the blame game all you want. But I'm the not the fact of the matter is, T the fact of the matter is we're one and two. Listen, listen. That Nothing's wasn't going to change that. That wasn't me saying that this game was caused by the referees. That's not me saying. No, that. no. This me. This is just me calling out the referees. That's all this is. Okay, so you're talking in general. Some I'm talking of, in general. Just got some official news that Ronald Darby is out for a month with a hamstring injury. Wow. Maybe we should go out and maybe sign like uh, I don't know some no name Patrick corner? Peterson maybe since he's suspended for eight games or something like that. Is, that, is that how it works? No, you can't do that. No, I'm just pulling. Come on, man. I'm pulling everybody's leg. Exactly yeah. right. Because, again, I don't want to see uh, I'm just Russell Douglas 
you know, in that secondary too much longer. But I'm just Minshew gardenering it up. I hear you. <sighs> Look, oh. You okay over there, Tanner? I'm just upset. <laughs> What's wrong, Flo Rida? This team. First off, we have <laughs> the Eagles, who have not been impressive. And then we have the Phillies, who need to win seven games in a row. Which is not going to happen. Which will not happen. Oh, it's going to be over today. I'm embarrassed. I mean, we got two against the Nationals, and we're starting Blake Parker in game one. So that's- Listen, Bryce Harper joins this team, and he looks at the schedule, and he's looking all the way at this week's matchup saying, oh, so I'll have to beat the Nationals for us to, to, to get winners. into the playoffs. But no, that's not even that's not even a thing. All right, so this is what's going to happen at the end of the year. T, you can probably agree with me on this. Um, so we got to fire Gabe Kapler Woo! and get him out of here. Get all right, we need an actual like baseball manager, not some analytical. It's about damn time. You mean like, a guy that, who has a ring with the Cubs? I mean, you, we could look at Joe Madden, but he's old, so I might look a little bit younger. Okay. <laughs> All right. And and another thing about that, the, the Cubs are a hell of a lot more talented than we are, and they're not even going to make the playoffs. So yeah, I'm just, I get it. No, I get, the, I get why we should be interested. I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm saying we really need to sit down. Because the last we haven't had a manager on this team since Charlie Manuel. That's okay? true. You know we've gone through what three or four managers since then. But you also don't need a manual that's over managing and that's over. No, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I need a baseball need a, old school. Yes. the guy go. knows how yep. to use his bullpen. Yep, the guy knows how to use his starters. Ooh, yeah, it's not going to be uh, you know your starters at 90 pitches and a big red flashing light goes off. You know these guys. Need, Nola too. All right. He didn't have his best season this year, and you know you can chalk that one up to uh, we don't score any runs for him, or you know he just hasn't had his best stuff this year. You know his curveball. He's been very inconsistent this year. He has, um, and there's no getting around that. So, so after you fire the 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 manager and GM, which would be really <coughs> awkward because you just signed Harper. The GM just brought in Harper. The GM just brought in McCutcheon and Real Muto. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? I, yeah. So. It it would just not really be smart or wise to do that, but at least the manager. I would do both. I would fire Kapler and Clintap because look at what we are right now. We're in a wild card chase down the stretch, and we're starting Blake Parker. Just think about that. Just think about that for a second. We're starting a middle reliever, T. Do you know who Blake Parker is? I bet you don't even know who he is. Heck no. You have no idea who the hell he is. When's the last time you watched the Phillies game? Like 20? Yeah, exactly right. So let me let me catch you up to date. Let me catch you up to date on what's been going on. We're getting, we're getting, we're losing every single game we play. Okay, basically to sum everything up. I wonder who predicted that. We were right there. Now, obviously, I'm overstating that. We haven't lost every single game. But it feels that way because we were sitting there two, even one game out of the wild card spot. Now we're six and a half, seven games out. We just got slaughtered by the Indians on Sunday Night Baseball. It's ridiculous. Yesterday we got beat. Today, I mean, it's just a frustrating season. Today we'll probably, I mean, we'll probably bring this topic up again when the season's officially over. But, again, to end the season the way we are is unacceptable and things need to be done. I just wanted to bring up uh, a quote Bob Nightingale, MLB Insider, said about Gabe Kapler. He said, you can't pay Bryce Harper $330 million, bring in four other former All-Stars, including catcher JT Real Muto, shortstop Gene Segura, and finish in fourth place in the National League East and not have someone pay the price. 
Yeah. Man, that's ludicrous. Somebody which, has to, uh, and Kapler's the one who has to pay. Yeah. And, and I get I, the injuries. I, I get the injuries. I don't know about firing Klintak yet. I mean, fire I, Klintak. He's got, he didn't bring a single starting pitcher in to help us out. He brought in crap ass Vargas. All right. He brought, it literally brought Drew in Jason Smiley. Vargas. His arm's going to fall off. Drew Smiley. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Uh, guys he's, that were cut in the bullpen, he, Mike Morin and Blake Parker as well. The guys were just like on waivers. We had to pick them up. He signed uh, uh, Jake Arrieta. The, the his, his elbow is shot. <laughs> we have Nola. That's who we have. Pavetta's horrible. You don't you won't see him anymore. The only other guy, an Eflin, you could throw in here. The only other guy that I see, I would give another shot is and bring him back next season as the fifth starter is Velasquez. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you can off. work with him in the off season, oh, by the way, you want to know another guy we fired the pitching coach because that guy doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's doing. Mm, yeah, how did that work out? I mean, that dude literally comes out there, covers his mouth, chirps at who, whatever he's saying, and then runs back into. The, like, what the hell is he doing? No one's an ace. He finished third in the Cy Young voting last year. He should be the, a superstar pitcher, and because he didn't have his best season, that tells you something. Max, back to head coach. How, how do you feel? Uh, who else do you think is? Should get this job, head Joe coach. Girardi. That's what I was going to say. Up, yeah, Yankees head coach. It's a good job. Bro. I would I would have hired Joe Girardi back in June when we were in the league. <laughs> wow. No, seriously, when we had now the bullpen got banged up. We all talked about this for weeks on this show. Bullpen got destroyed, but the starting pitching. And here's the problem: we don't have any anything in the minor leagues that's coming around anytime soon. Spencer Howard's still going to be a year or two away. Adonis Medina. I it's mean, an outrage. He's probably still a year away too. Yeah, we really don't, and we and we just spent so much money this past off season. The only other thing I can think of is make a trade. But who do you go out and get? Uh, Corey Kluber's a name that's been floating around out there. Nah, he's he's thirty two years old now. He's a little he, he's a little bit older. He's going down the slope of the roller coaster. He's yeah, I it's not a guy. I'm my point my, is, it's, it's going to be another Jake Area situation. You're you're going to have to make a trade. You can't sign yeah. four starting pitchers no. in an off season. You have to make a trade. And you have to get, you have to get a stud, and that you're going to have to pay a price because uh, good starting pitching is the most demanding thing in baseball, in my opinion. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Reese Hoskins, by the way, hitting 185 since the All Star break. Yo, what? Reese Hoskins can go any day of the week. <laughs> wow. Whoa. He has, he shows no emotion. It's like he doesn't even care that he's striking out. He just mopes on back to the dugout. And then gets back out on the field. Yay, we're having fun out here. Where's yeah, the Reese Hoskins who hit he 18 sucks. home runs in 36 games? Are you kidding me? And, and Gabe Kapler's trying to like blow it off. Like, oh, it's just a tough stretch for him. He's been saying that for months. 185 since the All-Star break. It's been a tough season. Reese Hoskins, yeah. what what are you anymore, really? He's going to finish batting 220-something. 220-something, our starting first baseman. All right, shut it down, Chris. Oh, uh, I, I, all right, I just wanted to bring one thing up real quick. Go ahead. I'm done with this. <laughs> all right, real quick. Uh, uh, so Bryce Harper has 33 home runs and 108 RBIs. Uh, that's a career best when it comes to RBIs. That's yeah. the only bright spot, spot of the team. All right, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm saying that. Real quick before we get out of uh, here. Well, North, hold, 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 we'll, no, 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 no. We'll do that at the end. We'll do oh, it okay. after at the, the end. end. This is the, the end. end. No. Well, <laughs> there, there, there's a. We had a situation. Anyway. Oh, you. Uh, T, uh, do the outro thing, as in, like, follow on the ball. All right, real quick. Packers, in order to beat them, bounce off it. You got to smack them in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't going to do that. All right. <laughs> 
you missed any of this show, you can always go to philly-experience.simplecast.com. Follow us on all major platforms. Download Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm not confident on Thursday. Go Birds. Everybody's everybody's depressed because we ain't got no stinking team anymore. There's nothing to be confident in. Please, please, I need I need receivers to step up. I need the defensive line to step up. I Man, need corners to step up. Man, talk about giving up a little too I need early. the coaching, the fans. I need everybody. I need the parking lot guys to ste- step up here and <laughs> give us some hope. I'm going to Lambo. Let's have some other fans go there, too. When you go there, tell me how much parking is because I'm curious. I agree. Oh, bring me back a cheese head. <laughs> yeah, I want a cheese head, too. I'll give you some money. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, f- follow us on the Twitters and the YouTubes. Leave yeah. us comments. We appreciate it. Yeah, DPhilly EXP1 on Twitter. We appreciate the comment we got on last week's show. What's the problem now? Say whatever you want to us. Call me an idiot for calling him Minshew Gardner. Do, do whatever you want. All right? You big dummy. Philly experience out. See ya. <sighs> Tune in next week. It's funny to me, too. Don't go on it, Max. I'm sick and tired of you derailing this show. Backward, damn it, let's go.